Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. I have a recurring uh, host guest on here, Rick Blair is with me today. How are you doing, Rick? Doing pretty good. Well, we'll start you off with the warm-up question, and somehow you've managed not to be asked this before today. Yeah, I didn't check all the times you've been on, but what's your favorite way to have pizza? Man, it, uh, as I said, I've been thinking about that question, expecting it today, and, <laughs> and I don't have a good answer. It's just, it's how do you list a favorite way to have pizza? I have favorites. I like, uh, you know, a pretty simple margarita with a thin crust and fresh basil, um, fresh mozzarella, a little olive oil drizzle. You know, like, that's a pretty great pizza. Living in Youngstown, how do you not like uh, a Briar Hill? Um, although I like to mix that up and I like to have um, uh, Italian sausage on that. If you've never had a Briar, Briar Hill with sausage, it's a great pizza. Um and I'm also a fan of ricotta and hot pepper. So, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's it's tough to say just one. But I think those are the three that came to mind. I was thinking about it today. Well, I talked to, oh, man, I should know the name off the top of my head. Uh, he's president of the uh, U.S. Running Streak Association, Mark Washburn. And oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's from New Jersey, so I think okay. I, I was trying to let him know that, uh, we had pretty good pizza here in Youngstown, being that he's in yeah. New Jersey, New York area, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to talk to you. Uh, you, I've seen you had some pretty interesting runs going on lately. And yeah. we'd like to talk to him. But before we do, I'd like to play this clip from when we were talking <laughs> with Bart Yasso. Oh, uh, oh boy. All right. <laughs> just to set where we're going with the next question, set of questions. Here, let me All just right. play this for you. Sure. Anyway, so I decided that it will end when I can go and sit inside and enjoy my coffee. Which, oh, that's a great You know, because I, I needed a punctuation, right? And right, so right, that's, right. that's my punctuation. Anyway, so at the beginning of all of this, I said, I'm going on another running streak. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting to close it out with an actual streak? So my uh, question is about your nudist colony 5K. Yeah. And the advice I'm looking for is how do I, as a middle-aged man, uh, uh. go ahead and do this you know, yeah. safely, minimal damage? I got um, what's, what's my yeah. preparation? So the key is to pick one that's only a 5K. That's the key. And most okay. of them are only 5Ks because they have yeah. to do it within the confines of the nudist camp. And even though they, some of them have a fair amount of acreage, they don't have like, you know, thousands and thousands of acres of land. So they yeah. take like a 75 acre plot that they have, create their nudist camp, and then that's where the race is held. So, yeah, it, it's best like if you find everything out in the race. Don't don't train naked. Don't ever do a naked run. Just do it that day, 
be an experience that you'll never forget. That's what I'll tell you. I got, I was abused when I did it. I didn't know what I was getting into when I committed to it. <laughs> it was so much of that stuff at Runner's World. Whenever, when these crazy things came along, everyone said, Bart will do it, Bart will do it. <laughs> I'll do all this crazy stuff. So they just, they just sent it my way. No one else is going to do that. Let Bart do it. That's how I did the Badwater 146-mile race. You know, the yeah, yeah. whole idea of someone from Runner's World has to do the race. Everyone said, Bart will do it. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. So the nudist team was the same. But what happened is the race director of the, of the race, he started promoting that I was coming. And then <laughs> he wanted me to speak to the crowd the night before. They did a little pasta dinner because they had so many runners to hear I did it that they couldn't. Well, since there's no live races, everything would have to be virtual. Were you able to get in your uh, run to end your streak? Have you ended your streak? That would be the big question here. Well, the, the first question, I mean, I think we have to define streak um, in this context. Uh, okay, uh, running days in a row. Have you? Are you yeah, still running? Okay. I am. My, running, my daily running streak is alive and well. Uh, as of today, uh, today was day 203 uh, running every day. So... Yeah, the, the, the running streak is alive. That's good because uh, when I talked to Mark, he told me, you know, we're Ohio's got like 93 run streaks on their listing. Okay. So we're middle of the pack, so trying to get a few more people to get some uh, year, at least a year in. You know. Yeah, that's kind of uh, at this point. Um, you remember when we talked with Tim McBride. Uh, that's what he told me was his, his initial goal was uh, to run one year um, every day for a year. And at this point, he's about 3,000 days ahead of yes. me. Um, although I, I recently told him he's 3,000 days ahead of me, but I actually had a 10-year head start because I'm younger. I started younger. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, kind of at this point, um, the determination is is that I'll just keep it going for a year. But, of course, who knows what will happen when I wake up on uh, day 366. Uh, maybe keep going. So, yes. Yeah, kind of I, I just started one. I, okay. I'm maybe a week and a half into it. I did. Yeah. So, I have a long way to go, but it's uh, I had done a couple shorter ones, and like 10 years ago, I did a whole year and had it in my head okay. I was doing the year. And when I got to the end of the year, I just stopped and took a day off. And Sure. But actually the pandemic was probably a good time to go out and do it just to build yeah. strength. Uh, yes. That was the first part of the question. Yes. So, right. so does that mean you did not end your streak with a streak? Or do you want to go into well, that? Sir? So um, so now, we're, now we have a new definition for streak. Uh, and, and the setup with, uh, talking with Mr. Yasso there, um, he was a bit of an inspiration to me. Um, so if we go back 103 days, uh, probably more than that, but, uh, we were getting, I was getting close to day 100 and, and at that point sort of thought that we might be, we might be done. Um, and so I wasn't really sure, but day 100 also happened to fall on father's day. And I just thought, what better way to celebrate than, um, you know, to have a proper streak out there. 
and and so that's yeah the streak the daily running streak is not over but um there was a again a different definition for the word streak um <laughs> yeah that that happened that happened uh, back in june uh, at the end of june there father's day 2020 there was a, a proper streak that occurred a proper streak <laughs> Uh, proper streak, yeah. But there's there's no races, so obviously it was, was it just you, or you don't have to name names if you don't want. But yeah, well, yeah, I've chosen not to name names. Um, in fact, uh, I think I sent you a link. I do periodically write uh, about my running adventures, and um, I did write about that streak, and determined that for the there were two two fellows who came, two friends who came with me. And uh, I have chosen to let them tell their story. Um, so yeah, I definitely won't name names, but there were two others who were with me for that. Um, one of whom didn't know that he was also participating in that in the <laughs> revelry um, until he got there. And so yeah, that, that that's fun. that's quite something to surprise on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to his credit, he still went through with it. I, I thought he would. Um, I mean, I write about it, and what, what I told him was, if you're here, you're streaking. And so uh, I didn't really give him an option. His option was um, to get in the car and go home or to join us. Uh, so he joined us. <laughs> yeah. So this wasn't an organized event? Uh, technically, <laughs> I mean, this... It's organized as, as three guys uh, running a naked mile. Um out in public could be organized. We, we, we certainly strategized. It was strategic. It was not organized, but it was certainly strategic. <laughs> we, chose, we chose a place where we had the least opportunity to run into someone else. Um, we chose a place that was very secluded um, when we're not recording a conversation. If you really want to know where it was, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, it, it was strategic. The time of day was strategic. Um, we even thought about where most people start when they do their long runs. This was a Sunday morning. Uh, where most people start, where they might be, um, where they probably wouldn't be. It was sort of, there was a lot of thought that went into it. What we would do if we came across someone. Um, yeah, so it was... Pick up it the was, pace. But it, was, it was not organized. There were no time mats, um, which I'm not sure where we would have put the chip. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the picture, how that works, but uh, but yeah, it was it was not not organized. Seemed like, uh, how far did you run? Um, in total, we ran about four miles, but one one of the miles was, uh, as I say, in in the birthday suits, um, and it was a, sort of what we did was we went part way um, just to sort of scope things out. And, and then uh, disrobed, if you will, um, and then just held onto our clothes. And it, it may have been the fastest mile of my life. I'm not really sure. I didn't look at the splits, but it may have been the fastest mile I've ever run. Um, and then, yeah, and then got redressed and went on our merry way and laughed the whole rest of the run. So uh, based on what's happened there, uh, would you do a 5K? The nudist 5K. Yeah, Right, yeah. If uh, you know, I'm not a fast yes, yes on that. Um, I think there would be some circumstances. I, I'm closer to a yes than I would have been if we had talked several months ago. 
Um, I would be a very quick yes if uh, somebody like Bart Yasso was there prompting me. Um, you know, it would be fun fun to do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to reject it either. I'm certainly not going to reject the idea. I'll yeah. just let you know they. Well, they didn't have it this year, obviously, but uh, there is a place that's about an hour away. Nudist camp. Oh, you found one for me. I found one for you, <laughs> but uh, you know. If they have it next year, I'm going to make sure I send you the link to sign up. Well, listen, I'm not, I'm I'm not offering say, to go. If you, me, if you send me the link, I think you're in. <laughs> yeah, I think that that means. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a hurdle that you have to get over, um, and it's and it's mostly mental. Um, it's mostly mental, uh, but you know, there's yeah, I can't quite describe it. It it wasn't. Um, and, and if you, again, you go back and listen to our conversation with Bart, like, it wasn't, I don't think it was really invigorating for him. It's not like that, because that's what a couple of people have asked me. Um, it wasn't exactly invigorating, but it wasn't, ter- I wouldn't call it terrifying either. It was just, just well, what it was. We just went forward and... I didn't play that. his full description, and if you want, uh, yeah. I'm going to look up the... If you ever get, you might want to go back and listen to him talk about it sometime in a little more detail. I, I did listen a little bit more of it earlier where he's talking about going out and it was an out and back course. So once he yes, started coming right. back and you have 400 naked right. people running towards you. Uh, I be, remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I, I yeah, felt, that was a hoot. I think his his best advice is the one that I really took, and that was uh, don't tell people what you're going to do. Tell them what you did. <laughs> and um, you know, there were a, there were a select few uh, who knew I was going to do it. Um, obviously, I had to let my wife know in the event. Um, she got a phone call early that morning from a from you know maybe the police station, um, which was a real consideration, but not again. We strategized, so we felt like this was. Uh, um, we were going to be able to get away with it, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it was, it was funny to talk to my dad later in the day and to tell him that I had done it. Uh, again, that was father's day. I think that really maybe made his father's day. At least I'll take <laughs> some credit for that. But, uh, um, I was not planning on telling my children and, um, I sort of got cornered into telling them, uh, cause of because my bride sort of brought, brought it up in the presence of someone else and they were standing there. So I said, well, okay, here we go. That's what dad did. Um, so it was, yeah, it was hilarious. It was really funny. It was a really funny experience. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm one of those shire runners. I don't even like running with my yeah. shirt off. So that, yeah. that would be really outside my comfort zone, but never know, I guess. Live, like, yeah. So I, you did post, we can move on for, to something that's a, uh, you posted about, a, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, Bruce, whatever you want to talk about, if you want to keep talking about this, it's fine with me. Oh, uh, no, I, I thought that was a really funny uh, story. I don't know if you can see, I did get a, I did get the uh, Runner's World, I'm a Streaker t-shirt. Oh. I thought that was appropriate, so. Well, in two, in two ways it is. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, right, right. You can just tell them you had a run streak going that for runner's world and yeah. it's up to you if you tell them the other and part part way through so I, I i actually did um i i did write that blog post about uh about my experiences uh streaking 
and sent it to, to Bart Yasso, who, who really appreciated reading it and just thought it was funny that I went through with it. And so it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I'd still think it'd be a little different than the if you got into a 5K and actually did it with a couple hundred people. Very different. Yeah, I think it would be very different. And um, again, I think there's a certain hurdle that you have to get over, maybe more <laughs> mentally than anything. Of uh, you know, again, his description of the out and back, and you're you're running, and there's all these uh, 400 naked people running in, you know, toward you as you're running to the finish line. So yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably a little different. Could be. Well, you did post about another event that you did. Uh, we can get into that. First off, did you have your clothes on for this other event, the plywood? Uh, yes, I have clothes. Yep. Uh, you're talking about the plywood challenge. Yes, right? I'm glad you said plywood, yeah. and with all the naked, yeah, with all the nudity we're talking yeah. about, we better be specific. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where did yeah. that idea come oh, from? Yeah. We were dressed the whole time. So, <laughs> so uh, where did that idea? We did change. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I was, go ahead. Sorry. Would, well, you got me wondering, was there new to it? No. <laughs> but uh, where did the idea come from? That's what I was trying to say. So um, the idea, I think it was sort of, the, sort of the seed was planted when you and I talked with Lazarus Lake um, because I started thinking about um, the events that he he creates, not just the Barkley Challenge, but I know we talked about the, with him the Big Dog Backyard Ultra, um, where you just run the four mile loops until someone drops, essentially, and or everyone drops except for one person. Um, and so I, I started thinking about that. One of the things he said in that interview was um, that he really feels like the person who wins loses because that person doesn't find his or her limits, right? He's like, if you're the winner of that race, how do you know if you could go one more or 10 more laps? You don't know what your limit is, but when you lose, you know what your limit is. And um, so I started thinking about that challenge and I'm sure you can attest to this. Some of the best ideas you have come when you're running. Um, and uh, I would say that some of the best ideas I've had come while, have come while I'm running. It's just, I don't always follow through with them. Um, yeah. for various reasons sometimes in insaner moments you kind of go oh no that's not really such a good idea um, but I had this idea when I was running that um, there are three other guys with whom I run on a very regular basis um, you know uh, Tony, Paul and Jason um, <clears throat> you've at least met them on occasion and, uh, and so there's four of us so I started thinking about this idea of four and a challenge that um, we could set a goal because we are living in a pandemic. Um, it's the reason I'm running every day. Uh, I, I never would have tried to tackle this. Uh, I would never have run a naked mile if not for a pandemic um, because it was extremely cathartic. Um, uh, my wife, uh, to backtrack a little bit, my wife was kind of nervous about my going to do that. But at the same time, she loved it because she said, you're going to do something that is lighthearted everything is so serious right now um, even the things that you enjoy if you think about even even the things that we enjoy as human beings right now it's really really serious um, because it's just hard to make decisions um, without considering 30,000 uh, scenarios and so so that's sort of with that all the events getting canceled um, how do you keep yourself motivated um, 
I once told a friend of mine who was asking about motivation. I said, well, sometimes discipline is your motivation. And it's just that it's, it, that's really simple, but it's sometimes hard to get up and go. Um, so that's sort of the idea was a void. There was a void. There was um, some a vacuum that, that felt like it needed to be filled. Um, the four of us, Tony, Paul, Jason, and I, were going to go join the team from Carolinas uh, to run the Blue Ridge Relay again. And then our team, uh, the event still happened with uh, se- several uh, procedures that seemed to take some of the enjoyment out of it. Um, I won't go into all of that. Uh, God bless them. Um, I think everyone is healthy that participated in that. But our team, the Carolina team, the Squatch Out team, uh, we all opted not to participate. And so we start. I started thinking um, about how can we fill that? How can we fill the, the fun? How can we fill the joy? How can we fill the challenge of running multiple times or worse of a day um, and what should that look like and so out on a run probably a really simple you know 5k four mile run just a really simple run I thought what if each of the four of us designed an eight mile route because you know like eight mile is a distance that I've I just think if we just could just run if I could just run eight miles every day I really think that would be fun like that's a challenge, but it's not miserable. You know, like it's not getting up and running a mile. It's for me, like this, my fitness level, where I am. I thought about that. Um, so then I'm considering four by eight, four people times eight miles. We're talking 32 miles. It's a lot of miles, right? That's yeah, <laughs> miles to cover. Not one of us had ever run an ultra marathon. Um, Jason's an Ironman triathlete, multiple times um he's our hero so we knew he would be no problem but but we figured all all, each of the four of us would have run at least one marathon this year probably Uh, maybe a couple um and so we thought about blue ridge i thought about blue ridge i thought about the adventure i thought about the time spending uh, spending the day with some friends and and so the plywood challenge was born um you know i was thinking i was thinking about this uh um I know, I think you talked to Dina Castor during the quarantine. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I did. Dina Castor, I remember. So, and something that she said that's really simple is a goal is just an awesome way to force growth on yourself. So, you know, to th- that that was sort of the, the general idea, not just for ourselves, but for other people. Um, a goal, if we could all run a marathon, how do we raise the bar just a little bit? Right. If we could all train for and run 26.2 miles, how do we raise the bar a little bit? And so um, that's kind of the, the impetus of the idea was how do we make this um, for just, you know, the four of us. And the more we discussed it, the, uh, the more the closer that it got. And we chose I, I chose. Well, we chose we, we discussed it. The the um, Saturday, the, what would be the second and last day of the Blue Ridge Relay, that that was the day we would we would go ahead and run the Plywood Challenge. Um, and then the more kind of we discussed it, the more we talked with our wives, and maybe we started inviting people. It's really considered more and more this idea of concrete goal setting. 
Um, so I used to be a classroom teacher. And one of the things I would talk to my students about was how do you set concrete goals? How do you, what does that even mean? How do you keep track of your goals? And I think one of the most important features of good goal setting is making them measurable. Because otherwise, how do you know if you are get, if you're actually attaining those goals? Now, that's not the only way to do it, but it's a, it's a way to ensure. Say, I want to run a marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. Okay, that means I have to prepare for it and I can... I know if I've done it, right? That's like it's the simplest thing you can say. If I want to get up and run one mile, I can. I know. I know how to do that. So, as as we progressed, as we started to design this thing together, um, we started inviting people. And one of the things I said was, you know, you can come for any and all of it. Um, if if running eight miles is is the challenge for you, then come come for one of them. Um, if uh, we had, had one guy who running two, running a total of 16 miles was going to be a challenge for him. And so he, he chose the first and the last legs and did that. Um, we had um, a couple of other people join up. Um, but, you know, the four of us were always going to run all four of them. There would be no clock. We would be running together because it was just really a celebration of running, a lot of fun, um, a lot of laughs, a lot of memories. Um, a lot of achiness, but but definitely um, the challenge of setting a concrete goal and doing this moving forward together. Um, you know, partway through, as we got well, as we got closer, um, one of uh, actually it was it was Tony's wife. She said, you know, I think four miles for me would be a challenge. And I looked at her. I said, then do that. You know, if you want to come for half of it, or if you know whatever you want to do, like whatever that challenge is. I think you've got to you've got to go and do it, um, and, and sometimes that's all it takes is just getting up and going. Sometimes it takes a lot more, um, but but that's sort of the idea behind the plywood challenge. And you, so you picked, so you say all four of you picked a place to do eight miles. And yes. Yeah. So was. How would you describe, uh, were any of them considerably tougher or easier than the others or were they so, all unique? Well, let's back up. I think it's, I think it's important to, because <laughs> somebody who's listening might be going, might be saying, um, why did you call it the plywood challenge? And the answer is sort of stupid, but it's sort of funny. And that is, um, another friend of ours we were talking about it and he just kind of offhandedly said, well, a sheet of plywood is, is four feet by eight feet. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yeah, the plywood challenge. This is a stupid event, right? <laughs> this is like, not, not stupid. Like it's cast off or like, you know, uh, empty, but it's kind of stupid. Like it's kind of silly. Um, but, but yeah, let's, let's keep it silly. Let's not take it too seriously. And I think that's, that's um, again, especially right now during this pandemic, I'd like to, there are some things I'd like to try not to take too seriously. And uh, so, yeah, it was just that simple. Let's call it the plywood challenge. Um, I would say that to answer your question, each of the routes had its challenge, had, it, it's, uh, had, had its challenges. And um, I, I don't know that any was tougher than the others. Um, the... Uh, to kind of give a rundown, um, 
if, and if you're listening and you would like to see these, I know that uh, I posted the document in, in the um, Young Sun Marathon Training Group Facebook page. It's available there if you want to take a look, and it has links to each of the routes. So if you want to do your own plywood challenge, I'd encourage you to go do that. Um, and, you know, kind of however you want to design it. But uh, the first route was in Lisbon, Ohio. Started and finished in Lisbon. Um, was just a loop course and you know that had its own challenges those are rolling hills um you know running anywhere in columbiana county is challenging um it started on a really steep grade which was not fun uh uh, narrow roads people not used to seeing runners on a saturday morning so you've got a lot of well fortunately we started there early because there wouldn't be a lot of traffic that was one of the reasons we started there early and um you know, the traffic we did see, they were not expecting to see. Uh, there were five of us running um, that route. No one was expecting to see that. And so you see these cars driving really fast up and down these hills. Um, so, you know, it was, I wouldn't call it dangerous because there was enough sunlight, but it was, uh, we weren't ever in peril, but it was, um, it was different. It was different. Um, so, you know, yeah. And again, if you go ahead, if you, if you, if you go there and take a look at those links, to the routes it gives you the elevation so that one i i should have uh, maybe written some of that stuff down but <laughs> the the elevation on that one was the most extreme but there were hills all the way through um we wisely put the most comfortable route at the end um with a nice flat finish um but even then there's the roll there were rolling hills in that in that finish section um yeah, so, I mean, like, the idea, I can, you know, explain sort of the details of it. Uh, we would be, each uh, kind of what I wrote was each runner is responsible, like, for, for him or herself. You've got to be self-sufficient. You've got to, um, if, you want to if you want aid during the course, uh, during the route, you've got to carry it yourself. Um, um, we each packed up our cars with coolers and uh, fluids and nutrition, and we shared that stuff, too, but... You know, we, we sort of prepared ourselves. If you wanted a change of clothes, um, I changed my, my running gear um, every route. Um, I, I took multiple pairs of shoes just yeah. just in case, you know, um, more than anything. Take some uh, bio-freeze, and um, we were stretching out in the parking lot after after each route or before. Actually, it was more like before we started the each subsequent route. We just spent a little time stretching in the parking lot, rolling out. Um, I'd probably have done that a little bit better. Uh, um, it was, I got, we all got really stiff at the end. It, that just sounds like a different type of challenge. Uh, there's been a few kind of like that, you know, like the 24 hour one for every four hours went and stuff. So that was a little different because how far, how much time did you put in between each? Um, so from start, I, I kind of designed it like start to start because we, we had a, a little bit of a uh, strategy discussion on, on a couple of weekend runs where we figured we would we had like a rough pace that we wanted to, to go for. Um, and, and so if we extrapolate from there, running eight miles would take us X amount of time. Then there's some travel from from place to place so really what I did was put about two and a half hours from start to start um, and that that became flexible 
uh, toward the end. Because again, it was just really the four of us. We had some people. We had some people join us at at, at leg two. Um, some people join us at leg three, and some people join us at leg four. Um, but we were sort of flexible with when we would start. Um, and so yeah, two and a half hours to complete the route and then get ready to start the next one. Um, so yeah, that was the basic outline of it. Was there any uh, award? Did you guys make yourself medals or shirts or anything? <laughs> so so it's really funny um, because I mean these guys we we know each other really well, right? Like we we've spent a lot of time together uh, running, and then um, you know in, in different different times when it was a little easier, uh, more social time, and so um, when. We were we were out for a run. It was Tony, Jason, and and me. And Jason said, "Oh, it would be really cool if we had trophies made of plywood." And Tony just looked at him and he he pointed at me and he said, "Jason, do we even know this guy?" And, uh, and he said, "He's he's already like ten steps ahead of you." And sure enough, I was already ten steps ahead. Um, I had already uh, you know kind of kind of had in my head I actually had um, a, like scrap plywood in my garage and had determined that I was uh, going to hand make uh, it's hard to call them metals but metals uh, out of this sheet of plywood um, and a wood burning tool and that's what I did uh, I made I think seven or eight of them I'm trying to think of how many people participated but it was in my head was if you undertake a challenge with us that day, then you get a medal. Like it doesn't, you know, I'm not, I just, I like to see people um, set the bar for themselves and really go after it. And so that was my, my thinking. And then I bought, you know, a spool of leather cord or whatever, and just you know, <laughs> to make the rib. Um, spent, spent a lot of time uh, at the table kind of working, working on a design and had a good time with that. Uh, so yeah, there was, there was a medal, uh, so to speak. There was an award. I should, um, well, I mean, we're not doing visuals here. This is an audio podcast, but. Uh, you always bring yeah, a visual. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd also say if, if you're listening and you want to see some of this stuff, um, there is a Plywood Challenge Instagram account. Um, you can see those those handmade medals. Um, in addition to that, uh, I, I contacted a friend of mine, um, some friends of mine, they, they operate a. Uh, a shirt screening business out of their home and got a good design on a t-shirt, uh, a great logo. Um, and then my daughter uh, did drawings of the four of us. Um, and we put those drawings on the backs of the shirt. So we even had an optional shirt. If you wanted a shirt, uh, we were able to get a shirt for you. And, and so that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. Certainly something memorable. Okay. Uh, any other Big events coming up we need to be watching out for? Well, nothing unofficially. Well, I guess, you know what I want to say? I do want to say something about the Plywood Challenge um, from here for anybody okay. who's listening. Because a couple of people have contacted um, me either directly or indirectly and, and have shown some interest. And one of the things that, that I've determined is, you know, we want to do it again. The four of us, we've, we've debriefed a little bit. We talked about what went well, maybe what didn't go well, what we would change, what we'd not change. But one of the things for sure is we want to do it again next year. Um, we've certainly determined that. We're going to do it again. 
We don't know the details of when. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Um, but you know, if you're if you're interested in it, you know, you don't even have to do this with us. Um, we would want, uh, like I said, the the idea was to encourage people to set a goal for themselves. Um, we're runners, so obviously our goal is going to focus on running. Um, we want to again raise the bar for what we what we could do and see what's attainable. Um, you know, it's a challenge because not one of us had ever run 32 miles in a day, and now all four of us can say we've done that. Um, we could have trained for and run a marathon, but how do we take that one step further? Um, you know, I don't personally, I don't have any goals to start running 35 milers or 40 milers. I, I, that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. But um, you know, with this event, it was a lot of fun. So if you're interested in doing that. Um, really encourage you to, to go for it. Um, it's very simple because, again, this is not an official event. I don't have any aims of making it an official event. No, no. I don't want to talk with uh, township trustees or police officers and getting, getting streets shut down. I don't want to get a timing company. I don't want any of that. I just want it to be me and some friends uh, just going out there and giving it a shot. Um, so, you know, it's when you do that, it makes it much, much simpler. And I think more enjoyable because there's not a lot of stress. We get zero overhead except whatever we were willing to, to shell out um, in terms of whatever gear and gas money. I mean, that's pretty much, that's it. Um, and a t-shirt if we wanted a t-shirt. You know? That t-shirt told uh, Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's what I, you know, that's kind of the, the bulk of what I'd have to say about the, the plywood challenge. Um, if, if you want to do it, uh, you know, we'd love to have you next time or whenever you want to do it. So I'm more of a two by four. <laughs> hey, you know, but, but see, that's what, that's what I mean is, and I love that, you know, you're being funny about it, but I, I love that. Even the idea, it's like if two by four is, that's what I was saying to, to uh, my friend. Like if it's, if two by four, if you run two, four milers in one day, like that's fantastic, yeah. right? Like getting up and moving is, is just so important. And, and if that's hard, if that's the challenge for you, go and do that challenging thing. Um, and tell, and, and I, this is where, you know, I would go maybe against what Bart also said. And I would say, tell one person or tell two people, because those people will encourage you. Those people will hold you accountable and maybe you can get them to go do it. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I love it. So Bruce, let me know when you're doing your two by four, make you a medal or something. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Eh? Might, we might all be looking for some. The virtual events have reached uh, yeah. un, unheard of. They never would have, you know, popularity this year due to the circumstances. Yeah. Finding live events yeah. is getting tough. It's still tough. Some of them are coming around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you want the cool down yeah. question? Where are you? Um, sure. I mean, briefly, I'll, I'll answer your question about other events. Like, you know, nothing, nothing official, um, um, or at least nothing, uh, I would say nothing unofficial. You know, nothing like uh, Plywood Challenge or uh, Day 100. Um, although, I'll leave it to your imagination about Day 200, uh, which just was the other day. But um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> 300. I, I have registered. Yeah, three, 300 is going to be chilly. Let me say that. It's going to be in January. But uh um, I did, I did register for, um, a couple of virtual events, which, 
Uh, one of them, it didn't surprise me that I did, and, and one of them, it did surprise me. The one that didn't surprise me, and, and I know you and I have discussed this, is uh, the Nun Run, the Nun Run 5K locally. Yes. Um, just can't can't speak highly enough about that event. I can't speak highly enough about the organization and um, and the ministry uh, that the Ursuline um, sisters do um, in their HIV-AIDS ministry, um, in particular with the children there. So that was the whole reason. Um, that I even decided to do it. And, um, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a 5k event, uh, go ahead and, and do that one. Um, I, I was, I was always going to do it. Uh, there was just no question in my mind just to support them. And they've been, they've been supportive. Uh, the race director there, his name's Dan Wakefield and Dan has been really great and supportive of the rescue mission running club, which is currently on hiatus is, trying to figure out what um, volunteering uh, at, at a homeless shelter looks like. We were uh, talking about you the other day. Um, I thought my ears were ringing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was in a good way, at least, because we had watched Skid Row yeah, Marathon, right. and somebody said, isn't Rick kind of doing something like that with the rescue mission? I don't know if you've seen that movie or not, but uh, we, we were talking about that, and I thought the documentary and how... And we all like the documentary and that concept. So, maybe... Wait, which, which documentary? It's called Skid Row Marathon. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I haven't, but I'm going to... Um, Is that when they run, they've actually run, like, in prison yards? No. Uh, this judge started a running group with people from a place called the Midnight Mission. It's, uh, it's in Los Angeles. You know what Skid Row is. Uh, yeah. He got people that were coming out of prisons and drug addicts and all these people and got them to start running with him. He said it slow at start, you know, getting people started was tough. And For he's sure. taking them to international, raising money and taking them to international marathons and to keep, so help them. Get, what? It's on it. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. It's on there. Yep. that really soon um yeah when we watched it we started wondering if you were still involved with the the uh rescue mission in in some way yeah Yeah, um the mission particularly at the beginning of the covid pandemic um here in the states they they ceased accepting volunteers actually like on-site volunteers and and that forced our running club to go on hiatus um And so we've sort of kept it that way for now. Um, hopefully, and hopefully next year we'll be able to get that going again. Um, it's been really important. I, I will say for sure, I miss it. Uh, I miss, um, you know, that's that sounds really selfish. Forgive me if it does. I, I just see it as, as such an important, um, an, an important service, and I, I hope that when it's time for me to hand it off that someone continues it. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not for me. It's not fulfilling me. It's not fulfilling anything inside of me. It's just, I know I'm supposed to do it. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's important for those guys, for the clients who have finished it. You know, every time you and I've talked on, on Skype, like I'm sitting here at my desk at home and I've got various pictures of me with different, um, former members of the rescue mission running club and it's uh it's definitely um, it's a good thing so so i guess yeah, it sounds like it's 
somewhat similar. Uh, it's just it's not court ordered. Um, <laughs> no, there, there's no court orders on that. Uh, he's okay. a judge, and and that's you know becomes friends with a lot of these uh, people that were convicted. Uh, some of them yeah. were convicted murderers and had served time and got out on parole and things like that. And others were drug addicts. Okay. And so, uh, I, uh, go watch it. I think you'll like it as far yeah, as well. it's a very well put together documentary about his time. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's still doing this down on, yeah. uh, you know, he's a judge in Los Angeles. I might, I might have to talk to him. I might have to get in touch with him because... I mean, there's another, there's an organization, another organization in Youngstown called Broadway Recovery Services that um, is, is essentially uh, a residential um, recovery, uh, addiction recovery group. Uh, they've got two homes in Youngstown, um, and I've got to talk to the, the founders of it, and it's just, it's a really exciting organization. Um, but we, t- we just, we talked earlier, I think in the summer, um, spring or summer, but uh, but they're looking at doing something similar where they want to start a running club for their clients. Um, so because there there is there's a lot of study about the the um, correlation between uh, vigorous yeah. what is it vigorous cardiovascular exercise and and addiction recovery. It's really important. So um, anyway, if you guys if anyone listening out there is interested in finding out about these organizations locally, if you're from Youngstown. Uh, check out the Rescue Mission of Moaning Valley and Broadway Recovery Services. Um, so, and if you're a runner, um, even more so. So, um, as far as like another event, I did sign up. This is the one that surprised me. Uh, I just did this, I think, last week. I just decided that uh, I would run the the New York City Virtual Marathon. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting in my email, and and I you know I just. But you know, I don't really want to run a virtual marathon. I don't, I don't want to do this. And then, and I just, I, I got in my car again after running. It's another brilliant idea, I guess. And got in the car and was like, called my wife and I said, "Hey, I think I'm going to do this." And she said, "Okay." So uh, October 24th, if anyone's available, you want to run, run some, some laps with me. Uh, I'll let you know where. So I know somebody's doing a half on that day. Uh, I'm going out tomorrow. I had I downgraded for various reasons. Uh, I was doing Akron Marathon, and I'm doing the half instead. Uh, it's virtual, but it was a. I'm not ready for a full, and there's some other medical considerations that I didn't want to totally yes. push it. Uh, so we're going tomorrow, seven o'clock at Shields Road Trail. If you're not busy and want to, my wife's going to set up a water stop for us. Cool. Originally, well, I know I'll be out there somewhere, but I don't know where I'm going yet. <laughs> originally, we were doing the marathon, so I definitely wanted the water stop. I probably could let her off the hook, but I'm not going to tell her that. I'll let her come out, and we'll have yeah. we'll get to go past her a few times. I'm, I do a loop course, yeah. so we go past where she's set up. Yeah. For perfect water stop. Yeah. Uh, I had thought about doing something like sign up for New York City virtual and stuff. Because, you know, you could run marathons anywhere in the world, get the virtually you know any place that you would have wanted to run and say well i can still do it virtually but um i'm actually finding it easier to go out and do the virtual 5k uh oh yeah i've done a couple like i said i've done a few virtual events and the 5k doesn't take as much 
it's just so hard to get up and motivated for a virtual marathon. I was having trouble with that. Uh, things yeah. like the great race across Tennessee. Uh, the, oh yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. I, I found that for the virtual events, that or the shorter races, I might have to stick to. I may, I don't know if I'm going to do any more virtual marathons. Yeah, distances. Yeah. I rather, I like the big crowds when I'm doing a marathon. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I like to travel for it too. I like to go see other places. Yes, that's that's uh, always fun too. I, I live I live where I live and I love where I live. Um and uh and at the same time it's nice to go somewhere else. It's nice to go see some other place and, and maybe my friends are there and I can visit them. So yeah. Hope hopefully we'll get back to that not sooner than later. Hopefully. I think it will be eventually. Hopefully sometime next year we're all um, I'm already planning on trying to sign up for a uh, Hall of Fame in Canton again. Okay. So yeah. right now they got a hundred percent guarantee, so it's hard to not take at least sign up yeah. and hope hope right. it goes off. So right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm, we're we're getting to that point, so I'll go sure. ahead and let you get going. Yeah, I want to thank you for being on what's again. Your, what's your What's your cool down? Cool down oh, the cooldown question. question. Yeah, cool. This could take us. Uh, what's uh, left on well, your? I'll try, we'll try to keep it short. What's on your bucket list? Something on your bucket in list. In terms of what? Running wise, mostly. If, if you want to go off running, it's okay. Did... Yeah, um, I tend not to think about bucket lists, which is really strange. And if actually, it's maybe strange as a human being, but if you know me, it's not that strange. Um, which. Uh, at this, anyway, I will go on to, into it. I think um, the easy answer to that is I'm slowly but surely um, knocking states off of my list for marathons. Um, I think I'm at 14 states now. I think 14. And so if I can, if I can, before my body quits one way or another, I hope to run a marathon in every state. I was supposed to run in Kentucky in the spring and deferred to 2021. So hopefully that'll get that that'll happen. Um, and, and I would have run something this fall, um, it's in hopefully another, a different state. I didn't have one planned, but, uh, yeah. So I, I think the short answer is I'd like to be in the officially in the 50 state club. You're allowed to join it, uh, after you get 10 and I don't know why I haven't, I just actually haven't joined, <laughs> joined. um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my short answer. Running wise, I hope to run a marathon in every state. Well, that's a good one. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, even though of my 13 marathons, 12 have been in Ohio, so maybe I'll just yeah. finish off the, all the Ohio marathons might be my goal. So, All right. Hey, thanks for being on, and uh, hopefully we'll yeah. have you on again soon or as guest or co-host or something. Hey, we we got to get Tony and Paul on sometime again, talk about oh, I'm their... I'm sure they'd love it. Tony was supposed to be on, and we could never get a time down. So, yeah, he's you got to catch him at the right time or when he's off. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'd love it. Paul's Paul's actually uh, he's on paternity leave right now, so oh. he's he's available. So for a, you know, call in. I'm sure he'd do it. So next week might be good. I got a lot. I got free right. time next week. All right. All right. I'll make sure you guys have, have each other's numbers. <laughs> All right, take care, man. I'll see you. All right, you too, Bruce. Uh